I'm Kevin Barrett, and you're listening to Truth Jihad Radio. No commercials, no foundation sponsors, 100% crowdfunded since 2010. If you want to support this kind of radio and get early access to the shows, please go to kevinbarrett.substack.com. Welcome to the weekend special live edition of Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett, waging the Truth Jihad since 2006 on the Internet Airwaves. You can help me continue to do so by either giving a one-time donation by way of my PayPal, which is truthjihad at gmail.com, or you can subscribe to my substack, kevinbarrett.substack.com. And you'll help me do shows like today's. This is a... A great show we've got coming up here. Two first-rate guests who are both making their debut appearances here on Truth Jihad Radio. In the second hour, Sam Husseini, the legendary gadfly journalist who is both an investigative reporter and an ambush journalist troublemaker who asks the hardest questions at all of those official press conferences and writes it up, is coming on. For the first time, I've been in contact with him for a long time. We've been talking about getting him on the show. Well, he's finally ready to do so in light of the current insanity in terms of well, the Zionist genocide of Palestine going into high gear and the way that the American lamestream media is not just giving us slanted coverage, but is actually providing endless incitements to genocide. And those people all need to be on on war, in the dock for war crimes trials, and I'm sure Sam will pretty much agree with that uh, to some extent. Anyway, we'll find out for sure when he comes on in the second hour. First hour, Robert Fantina and I have talked a fair bit, but never on this radio show. We meet regularly by way of Tehran. It seems like a lot of the best people I know are people I, I cross paths with either in Tehran or in virtual Tehran. Uh, so many of them, like E. Michael Jones, I actually met there, and, and uh, so many cool people over there. Uh, Senator Mike Gravel. Uh, I could give you a long list of great people I meet in Tehran. Robert Fantina is somebody I, I meet regularly on Press TV to talk about things, well, Palestine more than anything else. I just got off Press TV a little bit ago where insane things are happening as usual, only it's it's getting like off the off the charts insane right now. And well, let's let's talk about it with uh, with Robert Fantina. So, hey, Bob, welcome. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I, I appreciate your comments on Press TV. You know, when we do Press TV together, it's like you know you're you're kind of the sane cop, and I'm like the really pissed off cop. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're working towards the same goals. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today I couldn't help myself. I had a big couscous lunch after you know praying in the mosque here. In, in Morocco, and I was a little annoyed that the the khutbah, the sermon in the mosque, was really not as hardcore pro-Palestine as it might have been, to say the least. It, it did mention the verse that, uh, the Quranic verse about the Masjid al-Aqsa, but it was like really subtle, because I, th- I think that, you know, the authorities here in Morocco don't want the population riled up. But I think I think the population should be riled up. So I was pissed off, and then I, I ate a big couscous lunch, which kind of took all of the blood flow out of my brain. And then Press TV called, so I, I started ranting in Press TV about you know how the West needs to be totally destroyed. <laughs> and I, I I wonder if uh, if Benet Brith or somebody is going to use that against me. It's very possible, unfortunately. 
Uh, yeah. We have to care what we say all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I, I mean, but this is really extraordinary. It's, it's just the combination of this, the scale of the massacre that's getting worse all the time in Gaza and the way it's portrayed in the lamestream Western media. It just drives me crazy. How about you? Oh, the same. Not only, not only the way that it is always, uh, the, the, Israeli narrative and uh, Israeli suffering and Israeli victimization when this is this is, is Israel's a perpetrator of these crimes and also we see western nations the United States Canada other western nations are accepting and supporting Israel's uh, tightening of the siege no water food or electricity is allowed in now that's that's starving two and a half million people to death. Yeah, that, that's that's just insane. I'm sorry. Are you if you're typing? Uh, there's there's like a percussion section section going in the background. So if you're typing, uh, please. I'm, I'm not typing. You're not typing. No, that's, that's probably the NSA or the Mossad or whoever's listening to us. that's typing. <laughs> so hey guys, please stop typing. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, they're they're starving two and a half million people. I mean, since when was that permissible? And. This is, this is the, the classic, the textbook definition of genocide. So why is the United States allowing it? Why are these other nations allowing it? When for, for decades, the, the Palestinian people have been victimized by Israel. They've, they've suffered, uh, deprivation of their, their basic human rights. They've been shot, killed, imprisoned, uh, their homes destroyed on a daily basis. And now, uh, and the, the world community will sometimes say, Israel, you shouldn't do this, but does nothing to stop it. And now, with Israel invading Gaza, preparing to invade Gaza, they've ordered the evacuation of a million people from the north to the south, which is going to be very difficult. People just leaving their homes. They haven't had much food. Their people are rationing food, having one meal a day, having as little water as they can in order to, to save the water and, and keep keep it available for themselves and now they're being told they have to leave and go someplace else these some people are elderly there are children people of all ages why is this being allowed why is the are the world governments and the media in most in much of the world saying that this is acceptable i don't understand it yeah it's, it's like another nakba you know the original palestinian holocaust of 1948 when similar things happened there were massacres uh, people were forced out of their homes at, at basically under threat of being massacred like their neighbors had been. And they had to just walk with whatever they could carry and often had no food, no water for days on end. Uh, they were being strafed by the, from the air and estimates range into, you know, as over a hundred thousand plus deaths. Of course, the Western estimates tend to be lowball ones, a little lower than that, but it, you know, that, that was, uh, just one of the worst holocausts in world history, and now looks like they want to do another one. And what's what's really uh, annoying about this, among so many other things, Bob, is that there are quasi-liberal Western and Israeli Zionists who are completely shameless about being on board with this genocide. You know, uh, was it? Uh, well, what's his name? There, is, there was that Israeli historian, is Benny, uh, not Benny Hill, Benny Hill's the comedian. Um, Benny, whatever his name was, I'm, for, I'm forgetting his last name right now, who was instrumental in 
establishing the truth about what really happened in 1948, that is the massacres and expulsions. And yet he essentially ended up saying, well, you know, Israel should have finished the job. So you know, that's, that's like if, if the Holocaust studies departments in the West, you know, were, had people that were saying Hitler should have finished the job. It's, it's just unimaginable. It's the same thing, and it is unimaginable, and yet it's being said. It's being said by uh, Nikki Haley, who is a Republican candidate for the presidential nomination, has said it's time for Netanyahu to finish the job. Finish the job means mass murder. It means genocide. These people are talking about it as if that's acceptable. This is 2023, and people are still accepting genocide as a, a reasonable response to anything. It, it, it boggles the mind. And we're seeing it repeatedly. We're seeing it among the uh, U.S. Uh, members of Congress who are continually, continually saying that uh, Israel has a right to defend itself. The, the perpetrator of a crime is not defending itself when it is assaulting its victim. That isn't, that isn't defense. That's, that's like saying this, this is how it's been used repeatedly. Uh, if a rape victim is fighting back her rapist, does the rapist have the right to defend himself? It's the same, it's the same theory uh, of the perpetrator being the one who is victimized. This isn't the case. It's, it's just twisted logic, and it's being parroted by so many members of U.S. Congress and certainly the, the corporate-owned media. It, it's beyond shocking, uh, but it's it's been very typical. We're just seeing it in its most extreme examples today.